0: Uh, hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Addicts and Recovery. This is Zach and Spencer. here. Hey guys. we are coming to you live from—I guess this is kind of live from uh, from somewhere—and <laughs> still working on this introduction thing. Um, Work in progress. The, this week we are talking about living sober, uh, what is involved in living sober and kind of the nuances and the things that we have learned along the way and the things that, um, people kind of don't teach really that you just kind of have to learn from experience. So we're going to try and shed some light on those things. Uh, before we begin, if you like our videos or you like our podcast, make sure that you hit that like And subscribe button so that you can basically get notified whenever we come out with a new one. And don't forget to comment if you have any suggestions or anything you guys want to talk about. uh, By all means, let us know. And if you are listening to this via our podcast platforms and you have not caught on to the fact that we are now on youtube and we now have videos uh check us out at all you got to do is look up the air recovery podcast and you should be able to find us so check it out on youtube you'll regret it yes it's gonna put voices <laughs> it's gonna put faces to the voices the, the faces for radio and and i can i can 100 percent true like stand for the fact that i don't want faces to my voices um because it's a little concerning. Yeah, that's it little, is. Uh, it depends uh, how many voices seriously. you're yeah. hearing. But, well, I yeah. mean, it depends. Yeah, I mean they have names, so you might as well come up with faces for them. Yeah. Well. Um. <laughs> so living sober. Uh. What's up, man? Where do you want to start with this living sober thing? Mm. I think that's um. Is it's a really
1: interesting topic, for for starters, and I think that there's um, you know, we were talking about this a little bit before, and I think that there's kind of. There's a lot of fear around living sober, getting sober and then living sober. Mm. Um, but, and I think that we'll, we'll talk of, about a few of those things that kind of commonly crop up for people and certainly did for me and, and you. And, um, but there's also the kind of the lighter side, which is how we start to live in a good way and mm. things become better you know um but i think that you know when we first talking about this the, the 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 a line that you will hear in in fellowship certainly is life on life's terms and i think that's a really kind of important cornerstone concept to to maybe explore first
0: the one of the things that i had the hardest time with uh just in general, like kind of the main reason why I would drink and I would use was because I couldn't accept life on life's terms. I could not for some reason cope with what life was giving me. And so I would, I would medicate and I would try and find any way out of it that I could so that I didn't have to, uh, I guess just focus on that because I really didn't know how to cope with it. Like I always thought that like the world should work the way that I want it to work. And it doesn't work that way. It really doesn't, does it? um, Someone
1: once said uh, to me, and I've heard it, you know, around in popular discourse, that um, the only thing that you can control in life is how you respond to life. Mm. And, you know, I I try not to bleat on about my kind of Buddhist tendencies too much but the the idea that you you know you certainly can't control other people like they will do their own thing i mean i know there's the whole manipulative kind of thing but that you know (laughs) you
0: can try yeah
1: (laughs) you one of the things that i've kind of noticed is that i can't really control my thoughts or my emotions um because you know otherwise when i'm lying in bed trying to get to sleep and i'm presented with that highlight reel of all you know the top 10 worst moments in my life yeah (laughs) that 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 i would i wouldn't choose to think about that like yeah that that you know that's not kind of it and the the emotions are sort of a real base response often to the thoughts right Mm. so you have those you feel guilt and shame and regret and all the other things um so i can't control thoughts or emotions and sometimes i can't control my behavior though i I have a bit of a better handle on that what i can do is i can take that moment where the stimulus of the thought or the emotion occurs and i have a window where i can make a choice Mm. and i can choose how i react or more accurately respond to those kind of things and that's how i think about life on life's terms is like, how am I going to show up?
0: How am I going to present myself to the world? What's the sort of person that I want to be? One of the things that they taught me in treatment was there's a difference. So you can, a person can think like all they want, right? We can't control a lot of our thoughts. Um, And there are some people that actually debate that our thoughts uh, are not even of our own. They just, they just happen. They just move. And what what separates especially now in recovery for me what separates um where i was when i was drinking and when i was using versus where i am now is the fact that i can i I stop before i make a decision like i i will stop like i'll be in an argument uh well uh, when i when i get into arguments (laughs) i don't say well several times a
1: day several times a day
0: (laughs) this is, this is actually something that I, that I, that I tend to do a lot. If if I, if I end up in an argument with someone, I will, I will just stop. And I will, I, and then they, and then they think that I'm an asshole because I'm like, I'm not saying anything. Right. But it, really what I'm doing is I'm planning out like what it is that I'm going to say next, because there have been so many times that I have opened my mouth way too fucking fast like way too fast i couldn't even count how many times i have made that mistake of opening my mouth way too fast and and, and asserting my my will and my uh, my thoughts just like that without ever even like thinking about it and how many times that has gotten me into trouble is just amazing even and even though I continue, like I would continue to get in trouble, I still have to like, because cause that's just like a tendency, right? I would still do it. And then I could get slapped on the wrist. I could get in trouble. I could get whatever, you know, it could backfire in my face. And guess what? I would still, the next argument when I'm emotional and I'm heated, I would still fucking do it. And so there's, there's like this, now in recovery, I, I, I've had to teach myself this. For sure, I've had to teach myself this. Um, and I still have to practice it. But now I pause, And, like, if life happens the way that I don't want it to, I don't have to freak out. I don't have to fight it. I don't have to... I'm not saying that I don't. (laughs) There are some times that I do. Yeah, we're not saints here, are we? No. um, Progress, not perfection. Um, But we... uh, But I I have learned that there's... I have the opportunity to pick my battle. So, yeah, when when you said that you were going to pause
1: and then you were going to carefully plan. I thought you were going to say, my revenge on the person <laughs> I'm having the argument with. But um, no, you didn't say that. And I'm glad
0: you didn't say well, that. Well, it's because, already there. Because it's only I mean, me, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so acceptance, man. Life on life's terms, that's that's really the one of the biggest things to focus on right out the gate, is accepting that life is not the way that we expect it to be, or and it's not going to be the way that we want it to be sometimes, but it's learning to live with the way that it is. Yeah, and I think that
1: there's um, a bit of me that wants to say, stop fucking fighting. Like, just surrender to that. It's okay. Like, you don't have to, like, like I said to you before, Zach, like, you know, I had this thing where I would, have this ongoing battle with reality and that's kind of what this is it's kind of like i would rail against the walls of reality saying you know but i don't like the way this is so i'm gonna drink and use to not have to deal with it like Mm. but it's just it's okay and also you know when you pick battles with reality you know that's not a good battle to be picking because reality is real. Yeah, <laughs>
0: reality is gonna win.
1: Yeah, like. <laughs> and and you know, and that means that you lose, and that means that you, uh, it just kind of sucks. So, no, don't do it. Completely angry. Don't do it,
0: kids. Um, and then that really comes down like, it, and then it really moves down the line to to just kind of surrendering. Um, surrender is a big one. They talk about it in meetings and they talk about it, uh, really, I mean, if you ever go to any, any recovery program is really about surrendering, giving up our will to control things around us. And if there was ever, so there's a story in the big book and it's about, and it's called acceptance was the answer. And I love this story. It's and my favorite. I bring it up every time acceptance or surrender comes around, but it basically says, Acceptance is the problem, or acceptance is the problem. Acceptance is the solution to all of my problems today. Like, no, if I am uncomfortable, if I am upset, if I am worked up in in any sense, then it is because I do not accept life the way that it is. And if I believe that there is a higher power, right, running the show, then I would believe that that higher power does not make mistakes, and that means that the world is exactly the way that it's meant to be in this moment. Which means I just need to accept the way that it is. I don't have to like it. Like that's that's there's a huge misconception yeah. between yeah, liking that's an important point, it, liking life and accepting life. Like I can accept life the way that it is and still enjoy because it's a decision, right? I choose I choose what I enjoy and what I don't. Um, based off of my perspective, so as long as 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 long as I surrender to the fact that I am not in control and the world isn't going to operate the way that I want it to, then I can live a much happier and healthier life. Yeah, I think that that's that's really
1: like you said, it's kind of the key to the whole thing of of recovery, but. Why don't we switch tacks a little bit? Because I think that it's worth maybe thinking about some of the real practical stuff yeah. um, that people are going to experience, especially at the start of recovery. Mm. Because um, you know, I've I mentioned on a previous podcasts, there's only one thing that has to change in recovery, and that's everything. Everything. Um, so. I'm interested to know, because I have my take on it, Um, but I'm interested to know your take on it, which is kind of the idea of uh, friendships and um, friendships that you may have had in the past, Uh, friendships, relationships, um, and how you go around or how you go about um, dealing with friends that you have had or still have Uh, Once you get sober and also making new friends as well, Um, because I think that that's it was certainly a concern for me when I was getting sober.
0: It's like, well, kind of where do I now fit into the world? You know, so a lot of people I actually just barely this is this is a quote from uh, from somebody we interviewed at the beginning of the year. His name is Jared. And he (laughs) so funny. I was actually just listening to this the other day. He said. People go in, people will go into meetings and they'll go into, they'll, they'll, they'll specifically say, I do not belong here. Well, guess what? You're a fucked up drug addict. (laughs) You don't belong anywhere. (laughs) Like it really makes sense. It's, It's like everybody, people will avoid recovery because they're like, well, I don't belong in this community. It's like, you don't belong in any fucking community. Like think about it. What, who who is going to who is going to allow a, a, somebody who's in the throes of addiction and alcoholism into their group? Like it's it's, it's something that we we do need to take into consideration. Um, but I, I thought I thought that was so good um, because it's 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 true. The way that I treat because this is this is something right. We need friends, and and immediately when somebody told me, oh, you have to get rid of your friends. Like you have to, you have to get rid of all your friends. You have to get new friends. I immediately thought, fuck you. Like these people are my life, right? These, I have, I have an attachment to these people. Some of these people I have like trauma bonds with. I've used with them so much and I've experienced so much with them that I'm not letting them go. And, and they said, and, and, and these, these people would, would hound that. And, and you don't like, so, so you don't have to let these friends completely go. I still have the friends that I used to use with because of like my entire my entire youth I spent with them, right? So they they're a very large part of my life. However, I don't fucking have to hang out with them every day. I don't have to go over to their house on a on a Saturday night and while I know that they're drinking and I know that they're getting high, I don't have to do that. I don't have to I don't ha- I don't even have to see them in person, right? Most of my friends, my old friends, I'll talk to on like Facebook or I mean, I'll just I'll just check in to see how they're doing. I'll make sure that my presence is known. Um, but other than that, there's no I have no business being there anymore. Right. I have no business being there anymore. And to make new friends. That's a good turn of phrase. It actually. it um to make new friends. I had a fr- I I I have a friend, my one of my best friends. And he's on the podcast a lot. Kevin, he said. There's nothing more powerful than just sticking your hand out and seeing who shakes it. I like that. Because once once, you, once you're once you in, like you just start talking to this person, especially in the rooms or especially in recovery in general, there you automatically have something to talk about. There's automatically a connection there. And to think, and I used to think this as well, to think that the world or like to think that, and this, I don't know why, I don't know why humans do this, um, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give up on. This is what went through my head. I'm not gonna give up my friends because who the hell am I gonna become friends with? Right? Like how? I mean, who else am I gonna become friends with? Well, it isn't like there's not 7.5 billion people on the planet. You know what I mean? Like, I a, Pick and some other people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's. It's not like there isn't. You know, 7.5 billion people. I'm sure that there might be like one who has the same relative interests as I do.
1: Yeah, but, uh, and you know. Not all of them do, uh, drugs or (laughs) or drink, you know, (laughs)
0: it's just not true. (laughs) So yeah, it it really, the, the friend thing is it's, it's really all about biting my tongue and, and sticking my hand out and just, you know, yeah. What about you? Well, I, yeah, I, I I think it's, um, my path have been slightly
1: different. I, I don't talk to a lot of the, the people that I used to be friends with, um, but I think that was partly due to to life circumstance and um, some more personal stuff that I, I I won't really get into here, but the the idea of making new friends I think I found very important and actually my sponsor my first sponsor said to me um, we were at a, it was a CA meeting actually and um, he just sort of said, you know, these are your new friends, everyone mm. here." because um and it's it's the same way that we met you know the you know the first time i met you i i didn't know anything about you but in some way i've known you my whole life mm. right because we have this commonality um and there is a, a, but but i have that with everyone in that room you know mm. um and it, it is there is a bit of a family kind of thing going on especially in like, my home group, I mean, just relative to me, but to my my home group, to me, you know, I love everyone there. They're awesome people. Um, some more than others.
0: <laughs> that's true. I, well, that just goes for, like, but people But that's in people, right, yeah, you know? that's just life that, that, in general. Yeah, of course it is.
1: Um, but there's some really good people there, some really, really good people, and there's some really good recovery as well, which is important. Um, so I think, for me, it was kind of because I was terrified when I came back from treatment and I, I I got here and I'm like how is this going to work um mm. and yeah I just I made friends with a lot of people in recovery um and it changed my habits as well because I was like in the, in the English culture especially you know going to the pub is kind of is socially That's what you the do thing yeah so there's a lot more coffee in my life nowadays <laughs> um <laughs> And, you know, but you do more civilized than going out for lunch, going out for dinner, going out for a bike ride or a walk. Or, you know, there's the, the, and we'll talk a little bit more about some of the sober activities and, and fun stuff that, um, that I think we both can relate to. Because um, once you've found that friendship group, it's then about kind of, well, OK, we're together in meetings, but is there kind of how do you build your social network up around that. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm not sure that I've got it all figured out, but I, I think I do. Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: so as far as friends go, I would say, make sure not to be afraid to make new friends. Um, and, and, and really don't, I I guess this is just, this is my advice to somebody who is in early recovery. Don't chalk off not feeling accepted by other people um, or like you fit in. Because in early recovery, I didn't feel like I fit in fucking anywhere. And the only reason that I even went to AA meetings is because I could relate with the people that were there and I knew I wouldn't get high at the time. And then, after going and and sticking my hand out and and meeting new people, then did I start building new uh, like new friendships?
1: Well, I think that's right because in the same way that um, in addiction you're you're on this kind of downward spiral, I do feel as well that your recovery grows and gets stronger at, by you know as the counterpoint. Mm. Um, that's not to say that you become cured or immune or any of that stuff like. That's
0: not what I'm saying. I was cured last week. Were you? Yeah, yeah. I Pretty took a, cool. I took a pill. They they have this pill now where it cures addiction. Yeah. Yeah. I took the pill. I actually took three of them. That doesn't surprise me at all. No. <laughs> I'm I'm
1: amazed that you didn't crush them up and uh, <laughs> I didn't tell you how I took them. Oh right, okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't add how I took them. <laughs> like <laughs> very very wise. Um. So yeah, I think. Um, once once I, I came out of treatment and, you know, you're addressing the, the, the kind of the friendship thing, the other side to my concerns was really about how to balance my life. Mm. And I, I mean, I'd, I'd done a recovery plan and, like, you should see... <laughs> I think I've still got it somewhere. I'll show you my, my recovery plan because it's, it's colour-coded.
0: Every single minute <laughs> of every day is accounted for. Like... And it's amazing how many minutes end up in a day when you're not drinking yeah, and All using. this time. Holy man. shit, man! A day goes from a day goes from like flying by to lasting. One day it feels like it lasts a week. Yeah. You know, oh god, I hated that. I hated that.
1: You got all this spare time. You oh, know? Yeah. What am I gonna do? So, so so,
0: how did you follow that? Did you actually fo- <laughs> did you actually follow down to your Last I mean, minute?
1: <laughs> no, I mean, the, it, it was unrealistic and, and I got criticized for that whilst I was, when I presented it to my peer group in, in mm-hmm. treatment, but I, I think they kind of missed the point about what I was trying to do. What I'm saying is that I've got options here. Like mm. I don't have to follow this rigidly, but I know that for example, there's exercise on there. There's kind of a meeting. I know where that meeting is. I know how to get there. I know how long it takes. Mm. Um, And I've got some other recovery work in there. And then I've got like working on my CV or whatever it was. And um, it it was kind of planned out so that if I ever got to a moment where I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, you know, I could get the plan out and it'd say, "Mm, go and watch a TED talk or go and play your guitar or go and, you know, whatever. Mm. It just suddenly gives you an option that you've got available to you that you don't you don't have to be sitting there kicking your heels.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um that's what uh, actually that's that's really that's really wise. I I had something very similar to that when I was in treatment and basically balance is so fucking important because me when I was using, I was working and I was getting high. And I would work and I get high and I would work and I get high and then I would work while I was high. And and, and it was just and, and that's all I would do. My life was so focused around my job and around just what I was doing that that was that who I was. I was exactly the same. Like I didn't have I didn't have hobbies. I didn't have fucking like these these, you know, likes and preferences of things. I literally had to reteach myself like, oh, I kind of like snowboarding. Or oh, I kind of like this music, or oh, I kind of like this. I had no idea because I was my life was so out of balance and I didn't have these things like self-care and and one of the one of like the biggest ways to be successful in recovery is to do exactly what you were saying. Have a schedule, right? There are four things that I that I try and focus on that I try and hit every single day, and that's my mental health, my spiritual well-being, my physical fitness, and my, uh, what was the other one? Emotional. Emotional, yeah. yeah. My and, and when I hit all of those, and I balance it out throughout the day, um, I, I'm a much happier person, because I, I hit, those are like the four areas that I that I need. And so, say for instance, physical well-being, it's super easy, I do yoga every day. It's, and even if it's only 20 minutes a day, I, I, I do a little yoga. I just, I feel better. Um, Spiritual-wise, I'm, i you know, step 11, conscious contact. I'm regularly keeping in touch with my higher power, whether it's a, you know, thank God I made it through that green light at the last second or, you know, fuck you, God, I got caught up at the red light. Whatever it may be, I'm still, it's still there. My, uh, my mental health is all about, like, progress right progressing whether it's through work or whether it's through um i have like apps on my phone to where i can you know uh crossword puzzles or scrabble i play scrap
1: and i think you're quite a good communicator as well you know it's it's the the thing where you can reach out and talk or you know you can ring me or you can ring your sponsor or your family or whatever and it's it's about having that platform to be able to talk to people i think sometimes as well that that, that's sometimes you know it gets it out of your head into somebody else exactly
0: Exactly. and then emotional man i never spend a day without laughing i never a day without laughter is a day wasted even if somebody significant in my life has died i will still find something to laugh about and even even, some people think that it's like i'm really fucked up but (laughs) and i am (laughs) Uh, but it's it's more this is I didn't get sober to be miserable. And and even if I have a day where I'm sad, there's still there are still moments where I can find light in situations and I can laugh. And that's and, and when I focus on those and I keep a balance in my life, then it's it, it's just so much easier. Do you know, I think that um
1: I've laughed more and longer and harder in recovery than I ever did in addiction. Mm. I mean some of the days like when we we're here like sort of <laughs> crying with laughter about stupid shit just as well down shit. like weird existential <laughs> kind of conversations that are to be had and um that's awesome you know it's it's really good for you it, it just it just is take my word for it laughter is great medicine
0: in uh, the um the other thing that, uh, is work, man. What, uh, what are you, <clears throat> a lot of people are concerned. So like with balance, we also have to have a, like a decent schedule. What do you, what are your thoughts on work?
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, because a lot of people and I know, I know so many people from treatment that, that have done this. They're like, yeah, this is all very well, but I've got to earn money. Right. You know, it, it's just the reality. Um, they uh, have all relapsed, all of them, um, and and some of them, you know, repeatedly. Mm. It's it, it's kind of sad, and and it's but it, it does come down to balance again. But um, those people that are kind of all about the the dollar bill, as you would the dollar
0: say, dollar dollar bill, yeah. y'all, dollar bill, y'all, yeah.
1: Um, the I don't
0: know why.
1: What, what Make it rain. Um, is, it, is it bad, Grandad? Where they? Yeah. Anyway, the um, <laughs> that film. I don't know why I suddenly thought that. Um, but if 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 you're putting money above recovery, especially early on, you, it, it's going to be hard.
0: Didn't we, we said this uh, in our last podcast, yeah. didn't we, the, the first thing you put in front of your recovery is the second thing you're going to lose. Exactly. It's,
1: it's so difficult. And, you know, where, it's funny, whenever, whenever you speak to anyone at AA or, or at different fellowships, they, um, it's always like, well, there was a real drinking culture at my work. It's amazing how everyone works in a real drinking culture, isn't it? <laughs> Mine was amazing because it used to follow me around wherever I went <laughs> because it was me.
0: I am the culture. I, I yeah. Well, yeah. Well, no, I'm I
1: I the drinking culture. Yeah. No, not, no, no other type of culture. Um, the yeah, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, it's the it's the real thing. But I I genuinely, I worked in kind of high-pressure situation in a job that was making me very, very unhappy. Um, And, like, I'm not trying to say that, oh, it's because of my job that I drank and used. Like, that's just bullshit, right? No, but it doesn't
0: help It definitely
1: doesn't help. And and also, when you're trying to change things, um, for me to go back to the same situation, doing the same... Like, you know, walking the same routes and seeing the same places and the same people in the same environments. There's not much change around that. And I wanted to change a lot of things. And I know change talk can be kind of overwhelming and, and a bit dangerous, mm. though. They say don't change too much in early recovery. Um, or, or they say, don't, you know, don't make any real massive Major decisions. decisions, yeah. Um, but. For me, it was a bit of a no brainer because I was just i thought i i can't I can't do
0: this well they say they say and, and anyone in early recovery, especially people that that are in the rooms, they will say that they'll say don't make any major decisions, don't make any major like things but if if me specifically, I went to treatment, one of the main reasons I went to treatment was to keep my job, and then I got. When I got into treatment and I went through treatment, I realized just how toxic my job was. And so I had to... I really had a choice. I could have gone back. And actually, there have been times... Because my dad owns it. So there have been times that I have gone back for a day or two or whatever just to pick up some extra cash. But those people are doing the same things that they were doing when I was there, right? They're still drinking, they're still using. It's still a toxic environment. I I shouldn't be there. And the decision, I had a decision. I could either A go back there. And the year that I went into treatment, I made 50k, okay? $50,000 that year. And then the next year coming up, I took a part-time job for $7 an hour working in a youth facility with youth that have drug problems. And it was the best decision in my life. Yeah, I granted I had no money. I was one broke son of a bitch, but at the same time, in early recovery, excess money is not a good thing. Money is not the only way
1: to be rich either. You know, it's it, it's there is a whole world of experience that that can be extremely rewarding um, that that doesn't necessarily pertain to money. But um, yeah, I think it it, it for me. Work was part of the problem. It was it really was part of the problem. I'm not saying it was, like I said, you know, I'm not trying to excuse or, or make excuses, but it it just felt like going back there wouldn't be the right thing for me. And you know, I was told in treatment, you're either working towards your recovery or you're working towards a relapse. And for me, going back into that environment where I was so unhappy and there was so much pressure just didn't seem like a smart move. Mm. Um, and, you know, it, it was hard for me because I was, you know, I, I earned very good money in, in the city. Um, and then to, to start again, and I was, I worked in a care home for 10 pounds an hour and you know, it's, yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, you gotta do, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? I mean, this is living a new life and starting over that requires sacrifices and the sacrifice may be not having money, but I, I, was so much better off with a part-time gig, so that I could have time to focus on myself. I still had time to make some type of income. I was, I had the time, I had the time to start going to school and meetings and meetings. Yeah, well, exactly. Uh, I was just focusing on myself, um, and I, I had all of these things. But if I was working back in that old job, I'd be working 10 to 12 hours a day with a two plus hour commute. And I mean, it, it was just, it it would be too much. It'd be too much. Yeah, And
1: then you'd get home at the end of the night and you'd have a load of money in your bank account. And you know, like the, the, you can just see how that, how it would go bad. Yeah. You know? That's, that's just not
0: great. Is it? Being, being financially rich and spiritually bankrupt is just a, is, is just a combination for disaster and early recovery. Oh, absolutely. Just, yeah, it's so bad. Yeah, I I, I think that that's, um, that's definitely,
1: I think it's difficult because it was such a fall from grace for me and such such a change. I did change quite a lot of things, but these were not decisions that I rushed into because I was in treatment for three months and I'd kind of been starting to uh, not from the start because i was fucking mad (laughs) um but you know as you get into it you start laying the 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 blocks of of how you're gonna move forward with your life because especially towards the end of treatment because i think that at first it's too scary to think about you just got to concentrate on like one hour at a time yeah literally Um, God, but and I, those are some long hours, it too. It can be, man. Yeah. Jesus. Um, So, yeah, I think that um, having the schedule, having that routine, um, and then focusing on, like you were kind of saying, like self-care. Like, what am I going to do to make sure that I'm all right so that I can then make sure everyone that's important to me that I love is kind of okay within my locus of, you know, influence? mm um, because that the, there's there's it's it, the self care and self love stuff, right? I think is is really really interesting, and I won't go into it too much because the the self love I I think is really difficult for mm. me. Um, but I think some of the self care is is the way is the kind of the lever to get into that. Because, you know, just show up and, you know, be, be present and, you know, brush your teeth and kind of like, (laughs) you know, and, but you know, but I know it sounds stupid, man. But like,
0: I remember I,
1: I didn't have a shower for weeks sometimes when I was kind of like, because
0: who cares, right? I just lost. Well, you have to act, you have to act with intention. Everything is specifically in early recovery. Everything that I did was, out of, was based out of a specific intention. Where is this going to lead me? Because I didn't have the luxury, and most people in recovery, I, and this is one thing that, that I will use as a generalization, people in recovery who want a successful recovery don't have the luxury of just acting however the fuck they want. It doesn't work that way. We have spent our entire lives acting however the fuck we want, and look where it got us right i had to make sure that everything that i did was based on some type of like i mean it, i was acting with intent when i woke up the first thing i did in the morning is i'd make my bed still to this day the first this has been almost 6 years i still make my bed even if i'm in a hotel and i know there's going to be a maid that's going to come fucking make it anyway i will still make my bed because what it is it's the intent of starting my day correctly right and then the the, the way that i end my day i always take a shower. It's the craziest thing, man. Take a shower, shave, brush my teeth. That is with intent because when I was getting high and when I was drinking, I wouldn't do that. I would never do that, man. I didn't, I have so many pictures cause I worked construction, right? I would live in those construction clothes. Okay. So like all of my pictures, I had clothes just covered in dirt and oil and grease. And my hair is down to, to my fucking belly button and it hasn't been washed in two weeks. And I mean, just, just, and, and because I was living my life, however the fuck I wanted to. And and I had to change that when I, when I got into recovery, I, everything that I had to do was through intention.
1: <laughs> it made you like, I always had this kind of gauge on how kind of bad it'd been when I, I woke up, because if I woke up and I was wearing my shoes, like that was like i was mortaled that (laughs) that that, the the shoes was kind of the indicator because if you sleep in your shoes that's that's not that's not all right man yeah (laughs) (laughs) fully knows something is up and shoes yeah (laughs) and don't forget i worked in the city so this is like i was wearing a suit and like my black leather shiny shoe like you wake up like that I and I was on my own bed sometimes, <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck is going on, man? Like, yeah, that's not okay. So yeah, self care I think is 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 a oh, it, it's such a pinnacle of recovery, isn't it? It's so important.
0: And then you can, I mean, when we get into um, schedules like that and we get into kind of these routines, then this really helps. Uh, us to, to identify when we're falling out of a recovery process and into a relapse process. Yeah. I would use them. I would use them as, as kind of, I guess, um, they're indicators. So, yeah. They? Indicators. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. They're indicators. If I stop making my bed and if I stop, you know, taking care of myself to whatever, I'm not saying like, there is sometimes that I have really long days and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to shower in the fucking morning. Rather than, because that's just my routine, man. I shower at night. I hate going to bed dirty. But there are times where I've had really long days. And, and so it's not like a religious thing, but I keep my mind on that. Like, I keep my eye on that. Um, because it really will show. Though That's the first signs of whether I'm falling into a relapse process or not. Because relapse doesn't just... this. So many people think, oh, my relapse started when I picked up. That's bullshit. Relapse is a process that follows day-to-day activities and The way to prevent a relapse is not, well, I mean, yeah, you don't want to be around drugs and you don't want to be, but no matter where we're at, we're always, you know, this far away from a drink. We're always this far away from a drug. Um, But that's, it helps, it helps as an indicator of this is where I'm at in my life. And if I'm falling from these behaviors, then there's something that needs to change.
1: Well, I think that it's, it's really, great because you said this so i was struggling not not that long ago and i remember you saying to me um cuz i was working really long hours yeah and Jesus. and and you you said to me you know you don't have the luxury of being able to grind it like a normal person you need to make and, and i you know i i understood what you were saying you were saying like you need to make sure that you don't forget about recovery here man because like this is got to be number 1 And I was like, shit, yeah, that, that's, that's really good advice because I'd been sliding and, and sometimes it's hard to see it yourself. It is. It's really hard to see. Um, because, and isn't it ironic the way that you always stop doing the things that are kind of really good for you and you actually enjoy, um, because I was working so long, like I wouldn't be meditating or like, which is, you know, my, my gig, right. Um, or you know the, the, there's just stuff around the edges starts slipping and you're like yeah man that's not all right is, i need to be doing these things it's subtle
0: too like it just is slowly Insidious. yeah it slowly starts moving and then you're like well you know i'll just i'll just meditate for 20 minutes today or whatever and then the next day it's like ah oh, i'll just meditate for like 15 minutes today or then and then and we slowly get comfortable in being like kind of mentally screwed up <laughs> And then and then it, and then it doesn't come to our attention until at least it doesn't come to my attention until I've lived in it long enough that I'm like, all right, now I'm really fucked up. Like I need I need this this needs to change. <laughs> yeah, That's... I mean, it, it's completely. And it was the same for me in using as well because the you sort of get to the
1: the there's different stages, isn't there? And you think, oh well, I'd never do this, but then you do then do, it, do it, and then when you've done it that's kind of then okay, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> because you did it and you didn't die. So
0: <laughs>
1: like the, the, the line gets pushed out and you're like, oh, right. So all of, and, and it's the same, like with the meditation, oh, well, I'll just do 15 minutes instead of 20. All right. So, oh, well, I did that and I didn't duck. Di- well, you're not going to die, but I mean, it, it becomes the new kind of acceptable and, and it just, like you say, it kind of creeps mm. down and down and down or up and up and up, up whatever it is. And, um, you you Being it's a sneaky bastard gotta like, keep an eye on because it because it wants to kill me
0: mm. you
1: know my addiction wants to kill me so um i and i have to remember that so um but ha- hey uh, we we're, we're, we're coming towards the uh the closing of the the, the podcast in in a short while yes. so i guess i just wanted to say to you, like we've talked a lot about kind of our experiences and some of the fear aspects and some of the things that we've been frightened of and some of the things that we have to do. What about some of the lighter side? Um, you know, because recovery is, I mean, we talked about laughing and like it because recovery is awesome, man. Like it, it is awesome. I'm, I'm so proud of my recovery and I enjoy it. Um, so what would you, you know, if you're talking about activities, and the way that people have kind of sober fun and different ideas that people might have, kind of what what for you, has been like the standout thing or things? And kind of what's your mindset around that as well?
0: my So my initial thought with fun when I got into recovery, my initial thought was I would go to the the biggest, best rave I'd ever been to, where I was high as a kite, ha- I mean, no care in the world, couldn't, because they say, there's this line in, in, that people use in AA, and it's, um, my my worst day in recovery is better than my best day drinking, and I don't believe that. No, I, I had <laughs> some pretty great <laughs> fucking days, man and that's kind of the reason why i kept chasing them was cuz they were that great and so i had this 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 idea that this joy and this ecstasy and this this bliss that i was living in that was fun that was enjoyment that was the joy and and i was terrified at the fact that i couldn't get that while i'm sober well there's a news flash i can't like and, and that was something that 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 really terrified me but i i come to learn that joy and that that's not actually happiness that's numbing um to to find joy now and to find fun i find it in in such simpler things um i love watching like the sunset or i love going hiking because it it it, I find myself in the moment and that's really what I'm, that's really what I'm given. Like there's, there's a reason why they call it the present, right? Is because it's a gift. Um, and, and so I find these things that, that really keep me, that keep me grounded, and um, and then I can just go like on and on, man, about like the 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 things that I have done in recovery. I mean, I went bungee jumping in Mexico. I've gone to Christmas markets in Germany. I've been to Venice. I've fucking I've I've done all of these amazing things. Um, and and I'm I've only been in Europe for like less than a year, and I've been to like nine countries. Okay, I've wandered castles through Portugal. I've wandered through monasteries and seen like the most incredible cathedrals in Spain all in recovery and, and that's nothing that i ever would have been able to do beyond staring at my phone in a bar you know on google like oh yeah that looks cool because i wouldn't have had for one i wouldn't have had the money to all my money went to booze and drugs and then the other like i would ever leave my comfort zone long enough to where i could even get to a different country because how am i going to get my drugs in spain <laughs> like i'm not right um, and so <laughs> I, it, it's just, it's incredible. It's the, the joy and the, the party lifestyle. Yes, it is gone, but the fulfilled purposeful life that it, that I, 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 believe is meant to be lived, uh, it has replaced it. And that's so much better, so much better. So what do you got, man? What do you, yeah, I mean,
1: I, the reason that I kind of wanted to ask you about it is one of the things that you are a fan of is climbing, like rock climbing. Mm. Yeah. And um I um I I don't think it's necessarily for me, but I, I kind of get it because I like that it's kind of a competition against yourself, almost. And I, I, I wondered if you were gonna talk about that because I, I kind of I like those those aspects to to some of sobriety is mm. kind of like it's not comparing myself against other people. Yeah, challenging it's kind of, yourself. Yeah, it's kind of like... And, you know, we've talked about Kaizen before. I don't know if... It, but it's the Japanese art of, like, continual self-improvement. Mm. And just being 1% better or just, you know, trying to do something in a in a m- more thoughtful and profound way. And, um, yeah, I mean... I, I do find meetings quite good fun as well, actually. I have to say, but that that, that comes later. I think mm. you know. First, I knew that like I I needed to go, and and then I wanted to go, and now I, I love going. <laughs> yeah, well, they say
0: that I I remember I remember in uh, treatment I was like, God, I have to go to all these meetings, and the guy was like, You don't have to go to them for very long. You only have to go until you start wanting to go. I was like, oh my God, that's so good. <laughs> that is really good. Now it's good. Back then I was like, fuck you. <laughs> it's, no, it's true, man. Um, I, I like The to, only meeting you don't I, have to
1: go to is the one you want to go to.
0: Yeah, the one, what I really- hey, That is good, man. What I really liked about <laughs> the, the rock climbing thing, and this is what I say all the time, is I went from smoking rocks to climbing rocks and that's way better it's good it's way better that is a good line (laughs) so yeah i mean i um
1: i think it it was certainly one of the the elements that i struggled with but for me i uh, when you when you talked about the simple things in life i think actually there is there's an awful lot to be said about that um you know i i really enjoy actually just going outside sometimes is kind of nice because when i was in addiction like I, mm, no, not so much, <laughs> you know. Um, and to get like fresh air and for the sun on your face or the, the wind or the rain or whatever, you know, it doesn't really matter mm. um, because, you know, I'm waterproof, like essentially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the whole the whole thing and the experience of nature and, and that kind of stuff, I have quite a strong connection with that. Um, and I do like to spend time outside. Um, and it's so simple and yet it's so kind of rewarding for mm. me anyway. Um, and you know, I like to do sports. I mean, w- cause we're in lockdown and stuff at the moment. It's not, not really, uh, not really, not really an
0: option. Yeah. But,
1: um, <laughs> yeah. I do know. Like golf courses are opening now. now. I should really be
0: playing, playing yeah, a bit of golf. Out there. Oh um, man. I'm such like a happy Gilmore golfer too. I'm yeah. such a happy Gilmore golfer. There's, there's, there's ra- rarely, uh, nine holes that I play where I don't try the happy Gilmore drive. I, like, and, and it's very what, frowned upon. Up? Yeah. The run up. Yeah. The <laughs> every once in a while I get it. i like maybe one out of 20, 20 attempts. I get it. And then I nail it, man. And it's like, yeah. And then that really makes it worthwhile for, to do the other 20. Yeah. Because by the time I get to 19, I'm like, fuck, why am I doing this? And then I get that... I like, go, Oh yeah, that's why I'm doing this. <laughs> right.
1: But for me, it's, it's interesting because golf was just an excuse to get <laughs> fucked up as well. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you'd be drinking on the way around and, like, oh, yeah. and your scores kind of, they, they go up and then, then it's worse.
0: Well, in America, man, that's like one of the only things that you can drive while you're drinking is a golf cart on a golf course. <laughs> and so, Can't even ride a fucking horse while you're drinking without getting a DUI in America. Wow. Um, but anyway, we're getting off topic. Uh, that's really all. I mean, that's really all I've got for yeah, this. Yeah, I th-
1: I think it's um, recovery is has been a wonderful thing for me, and I wouldn't I wouldn't swap it for sure. And um, I I just think that I I wanted this to be kind of the the. In- the, there's that kind of the, the instructional part where like this is going to happen for you and this and this and this. But it's also a message of hope because, mm. you know, this is awesome. I'm living I'm not necessarily living my my best life. But I aspire to mm. and I have direction and I have purpose and I know what I want. And so um, I guess that's the kind of closing messages that, you know, this is worth it. This is truly worth it.
0: Good shit, man. It is. And, uh, if you, if you don't recognize it in just the way that we talk, that we, that we are relatively happy people, um, then you're, you're really missing, really missing a point because it, it, it is, it's life. Recovery is so much more than just trying to, than just trying to find the next party or the next, it's so, it's, it's so much more than that. And, it, it, you, we don't find out until we're in it and we've done it and we see what these other people are talking about. Cause it's really, people could tell me all day in or when I was in addiction, like recovery is going to be great and it's going to be better than it was before. And well, they wouldn't even tell me that they would say, it's going to get different. And then you choose whether it's better or not. I thought that was really good. Um, and, and it, I, I think that you would have to be relatively insane. Okay. I am relatively insane. Um, I think it's like what the big book said. You have to be constitutionally incapable of being honest with yourself to not recognize the better parts of sobriety versus drinking and using.
1: But I, I think it's really, um, and I, I just this is a quick anecdote, but the, the, and I heard it again on the radio this morning, but it's something that one of my favorite comedians said once, is that when you become a parent things change right so but before you're a parent you you'll see a, a woman in say in a shopping center or a mall or whatever like dragging a kid along and you're like that woman <laughs> what's what's she done to that poor child that's having the tantrum and then when you are a parent you see the same scene and you you think you say that poor woman, what has that shitty little kid <laughs> done to her? What have they done? Like recovery is a bit like yeah. that, isn't it? Like <laughs> until you know, you don't, you don't know. really know. And yeah. I know that's kind of obvious, but it, but it does work a little bit it's like that. That's true. I think, that's a good so. one.
0: All right. Well, this is all that we have for you guys. Please make sure to like. And uh, subscribe and comment on this video or podcast. Uh, let us know what you thought and what are your guys' opinions on living sober? I mean, we we want to know. So The good and the bad. The good and the bad. The tactics, the tools. The beautiful and the ugly. I mean, let's be real. All right. <laughs> All right. And then we will catch you guys next time. Peace out, people. Fuck yeah.
1: That was banging.